Are you looking for some more enthusiasm in your life, in your faith life, in your direction, in, in your heart? Believe in God. Welcome to Tell Podcasts. You're listening to encouraging words from Pastor Darren, bringing you truth and peace through God's Word. In this episode, we talk about our heart's language. Do you delight in it? And what does that mean? Think, evaluate, learn, lead. T-E-L-L. Tell. Now here's Pastor Darren, encouraging us to delight in your heart. Thanks for listening. So how well do you understand your heart? Did you know that every human being has a different heartbeat? No two people are the same when it comes to how their heart beats in this world. It's amazing. Doctors call that your cardiac signature. I call it God's signature on a masterpiece, you. It's a masterpiece he created with a very unique design and purpose, and God created your heart. The Bible uses the word heart a few times to refer to that muscle that beats inside your chest and pumps blood throughout your body, but the vast majority of time when the Bible uses the heart, it's talking about uh, the, the seat of your emotions or the place of your motivations, of your ambitions and your interests and your passions and your dreams and your desires. Uh, the book of 1 Corinthians in the Bible talks about the motives of the heart. So there are things that you care very deeply about and there are things that you couldn't care less about. And that's how God made each of us unique. So you care about art. You just love art and she loves spreadsheets. You could care less about spreadsheets. And you, your heart fills up when you are connecting with people and his heart fills up when he is completing projects. See, this even works in, in a church and uh, brothers and sister Christians can believe the same truths but because of our heart language, we, we appreciate and we apply the very same truth in a little different way. And that doesn't make either party wrong, it just makes us different. Same is true within a marriage. Uh, if you've read or studied the five love languages, that's what I'm talking about here. So today, we are going to explore our hearts. And we're going to ask what they have to do with God as, as far as how he shaped us, how he designed us, what his purpose is for us. And I have some really good news the things that you care deeply about, God cares deeply about those too. So let's compare your heart to uh, an operating system, okay? And what I want to do is I want to start with some, some real basics. These are, these are foundational but very important, what the Bible says about how your heart helps you operate in this life. So three Bible verses. And here's the first. The first verse talks about your heart and it's why you say the things you do. So Jesus says, the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And then your heart is also why you do the things you do. Above all else, the Bible says, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. And finally, your heart is why you live in love like you do. The Bible says, as water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. Now, none of this is by accident. It's all God's design as God gives you these passions and these interests. 
in your heart. But, but there's a danger and a challenge here, a, a warning, a disappointment, and that's this. The gifts that God gives to you in your design are not meant to replace the giver. And so it can happen that the interest and passion of your heart become your favorite things and they become more favorite to you than God. And then that's, that's replacing God and it's, the uh, heart was never intended to do that. So instead of replacing God, we need to learn that we have to take our heart's interests and passions and motivations and place them under God so they are under his management and under his control. When we don't, we disappoint God, and we become disappointed too. On May 29th, 1953, Sir Edmund Hillary became the first human being to climb to the very top of Mount Everest, 29,000 feet high. That's a mount, a, a top of the mountain that, that uh, scientists and explorers dreaded with fear because of sub-zero temperatures, because of lack of oxygen, because of avalanches, and, uh, and yet Sir Edmund Hillary found a way. He had the passion to conquer Mount Everest. Now, what many people don't understand is that he tried before and failed, and it wasn't his first attempt when he climbed and he reached the peak of Mount Everest. And so you might say that Sir Edmund Hillary possessed a passion, but the passion didn't possess him. Years later, in 1996, a man named Lou Kozischke joined an expedition team to also climb to the top of Mount Everest. That expedition became one of the most famous expeditions to the top of Mount Everest ever. It made worldwide news, and not for good reasons. A lot of things went wrong, and some of the team perished on that expedition. Lou did not. And, and he, he talked about that later, about how, how just the different treacherous events lined up on that day to make that expedition even riskier and riskier and, and deadlier and deadlier until it became fatal for some. And the decision-making points along the way about whether to turn back or not. And Lou decided to turn back, and it was a heart decision that very likely saved his life. He went on to talk about that expedition, and he later said this, about that expedition, about reaching the peak of Mount Everest, he said, that wasn't the most important thing in the world. Media, fame, and fortune, world records, and all that kind of stuff were kind of the stakes for some others. But my ambition to get there just wasn't suffocating every other thought that I had in my mind. See, you can either, you can serve God with your heart, or or your heart can be suffocated and you're not serving God anymore at all. What's the difference? The difference is this, people. Is your heart aligned with God's heart or not? Let's look to God to tell us how that works and give us some incredible promises. I'm going to turn to Psalm 37, verses 3 and 4, which says this. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires 
of your heart. The Bible uses a couple different words for trust. This one, when it says trust the Lord, this one means like, like you would close your eyes, hold your arms out, and fall backwards and, and fall into someone's arms. That's the idea for this, this word meaning trust. Now, there's a challenge here because, as I mentioned before, sometimes we love the gifts more than the giver. And so God, who, who gives you gifts, let's say God gives you the gift of having a passion for soccer or a passion for spreadsheets or a passion for scaling up a mountain. The challenge is that you are going to be drawn to those as your favorite things and seek for those things to replace God. And then that's when your heart suffocates God. You're going to look to those things, soccer, spreadsheet, scaling a mountain, or anything else that's your heart, heart's passion. You're going to look to that to give you what only God can give you, and it will never give you what only God can give you. Never. It will disappoint you, and you'll disappoint God. They are not God. And so, only the Lord God is, is perfectly trustworthy. God's gifts are not perfectly trustworthy in your life. Soccer is not perfectly trustworthy. Scaling a mountain is not perfectly trustworthy. Even spreadsheets, if they all add up, are still not perfectly trustworthy. Only the Lord God is perfectly trustworthy. And here's where it says it here in the psalm, where it says, dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. We choose places to live in our lives. And, and we kind of think it'll be a, a, an improvement, if not paradise. That this new place to live, this is, this is, oh, I've, this is my dream home. This is my forever home. And we think it'll be paradise until the hurricane strikes or the neighbors are noisy or the local government is frustrating and gets in the way uh, or, or the wildfires come or winter freezes over when it's not supposed to, all right? Those things happen. And so we have a choice at that point then. We can actually get up and move and go somewhere else. That's fine. Uh, or we can realize, you know, it, it's not what the land offers. It's what the Lord offers. This, uh, this phrase here, enjoy safe pasture, uh, translators have a little bit of difficulty with that, but it literally means Feed on faithfulness. Feed on faithfulness. God's faithfulness. See, God is perfectly trustworthy. Places that we choose to live are not. And so when the hurricanes blow, God is faithful. Can you say that with me? God is faithful. And when winter freezes over, God is faithful. Faithful. And when the wildfires come, God is faithful. And when the neighbors are so noisy that they disrupt you from your nap, God is faithful. And when the government just creates more problems than solutions in your life, God is faithful. So the question really is not whether or not God is faithful, whether he's going to pull through or not, whether he's, he's designed your, your heart and given you purpose. That's true. The question is, what are you feeding on? What is satisfying your heart? Is it the gifts or the giver? And the question is, what are you falling onto? Onto shifting circumstances? 
or onto the faithfulness of your heavenly Father. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. That's what happens when you are seeking to align your heart with God's. You, you just light up when that happens. Kind of like your birthday. Uh, your birthday is just such a special day, isn't it? Maybe some of you have celebrated a birthday recently or coming up in the next few days or weeks. Uh, birthdays are so special. Uh, we get gifts. We get presents free. And, uh, and we get a party and we get a, we get a cake and there's candles on the cake. For some of you, there's more candles. Others, there are less. But the candles are all lit up, and, but they're not lit up as our hearts are, and not so much because of candles, but because of these dear ones around us, that they're present, they're with us, they're, they're in the moment. Do you light up when you think about God? Even though you're so tempted to be suffocated by all the surrounding thoughts in your heart, and, and do you feel fully alive as you are doing what you are doing in your life right now? Are you feeling fully alive as you're aligning your heart with God's design and purpose for you, even though the circumstances might be total hardships? That's what happens when we align our hearts with God's. And, uh, and how do you know that's true? How do you know your heart is aligned with God's? God takes that into his hands God aligns his heart with yours. It says this in Psalm 149, verse 4. The Lord takes delight in his people. The Lord takes delight in you. Because the Lord God, your heavenly Father, made you and gave you the heart and the passions and the interests and the dreams and ambitions that you have. And the Lord, Jesus Christ, was willing to save you. He was willing to have his heart broken, <laughs> literally in death and, and figuratively, in the pain and shame and guilt that he suffered when he died. And, and then he rose for you. And now, risen in victory, assured that he has conquered sin and Satan and death, Jesus takes delight in you and he smiles at you and when you sin, he says, I forgive you. Let's try that again. And the Lord, God, the Holy Spirit, he fills you and he breathes new life in you and he gives you what you need to understand your heart's purpose and to follow that purpose behind God. And so that, that just all makes you care very deeply about what God cares deeply about. And so you spend time with him in his word and you, and you begin to, to feel what God feels about what's important in this world. And you, and you pray, you pray things like, God, God, let my heart be broken for what breaks your heart. And you pray, God, let my heart be interested in what your heart is interested in. And God, let me thrill in what thrills your heart. And he will give you the desires of your heart, it says in Psalm 37. Listen, our God is a passionate God. The Bible says that when you ignore him for something else, he gets jealous. That is passion. Passion. 
Our God is a passionate God. He, he just smiles and beams in love at you. When, you. when you learn to ride a bike or when you learn to ride a wave of temptation and you don't fall in either of them, that's passion. He promises that he forgives and he loves you no matter what. That's passion. And he waits by his heavenly mailbox for your prayer requests to show up. And he just waits there. He waits for your prayer requests so that he can listen to you and hear your concerns and respond to them and take care of, and take care of them and take care of you. Are you looking for some more enthusiasm in your life, in your faith life, in your direction, in, in your heart? The word enthusiasm, it comes from two Greek words, en theos, meaning in God. Believe in God, who has uniquely made you and your heart, designed it for a purpose that's unique to you. And believe in Jesus Christ, who fills your heart and can't wait for you to delight in him as much as he delights in you. Amen. Let's pray. God, I thank you for this message from Psalm 37 and, and for your heart for us. Uh, Lord, there's someone praying with me today who, who just needs your heart. Their heart is broken. Their heart is empty. Their heart is lonely. Their heart is anxious, Lord. And they need to connect more with yours. Answer this prayer and, and Lord, by the Holy Spirit, fill them with your love, with your peace. Fill them, Lord, and take care of their heart. Draw us all, Lord, to have hearts that are closer to yours, hearts just filled with your design and your purpose, God, and then to follow you and to put into practice your design and purpose for us in this life and in the next. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to Tell Podcasts. Tell's mission is simple, teaching you the real gospel so you can teach others. Remember, truth brings peace. For more about TEL, visit us on Facebook or at tellnetwork.org.